Hey guys, welcome back to the What Would She Know podcast. Thank you all so much for the love that I got for my first episode release. I guess you could say that even though it was more of an introduction episode. Um, I'm really sorry if my voice sounds a bit weird. I'm really sick. I don't have COVID. I keep testing negative. Um, but yeah, I think I just have like a really bad cold or something, but I'm all good. Um, so obviously today is going to be how to conquer anxiety and I'm going to be speaking about what it is and reasons why you might have it, um, and things that you can implement into your life in order to ultimately conquer it. Obviously, I'm going to start off with practicing a little bit of gratitude and give you some time to reflect on something or things that you are grateful for in your life. And if you are going to take this whole gratitude practice seriously, if you're going to listen along with me, try to think deeper so that you're on like a higher frequency and don't just say like, don't just throw out simple things like, you know, like you're grateful for your friends and your family and there's a roof over your head. I know that like, obviously everyone's grateful for that and you can obviously be grateful for that, but just try and allow yourself not to be repetitive and really try and feel like the deep things, if that makes sense. So the three things that I'm grateful for today, I am grateful that I had the opportunity to move my body. I went for a walk, like a little bit of a stroll down the street to get my morning coffee. So I'm really grateful that I had the opportunity to do that. And I'm really grateful that I got to have a really nice conversation with an elderly lady down the street who also had a dog because I took my dog with me, Winston, that I had never spoken to before. Um, and I'm also grateful that I am getting the opportunity to record this podcast with a microphone and a computer because without having access to those things, I wouldn't be able to do it. So yeah, just reflect on that three things that you're grateful for you can pause this or whatever you can say it in your head say it say it out loud you can write it in your journal just try and really feel it the quote of today is you can change your location meet new people and still have the same old problems to truly change your life you need to look inward to get to know and love yourself and heal the trauma and dense conditioning in your mind this is how you get to the root internal changes have a significant external impact i'm going to get like into that a little bit more in the episode like it's all going to come down to like anxiety i'm going to relating a lot back to that the root cause, like you need to address the root cause in order to really conquer and heal from anxiety, if that makes sense. Sorry, I really didn't describe that very well. Stopping and starting because I'm constantly needing to blow my nose and I'm obviously not going to have that in here. So, so I'm pausing it, blowing my nose and then starting it again. So if there's lots of stops and starts and it feels like it's not mashing properly, that's probably why. Anyway. How to conquer anxiety. Now, before I get into all of that and talk about some of the things that you can do to help you overcome your anxiety, I just want to give a little bit of a, I guess, story of myself when I knew things were like 
like really bad for me in terms of my anxiety because I don't want people to listen to this and kind of, that's kind of like where the whole um, title of the podcast, like what would she know? I want people to be able to relate and I want you to know that most of the things that I'm going to be talking about, I'm, I understand it to a deep level as well. And something that I'm going to advocate a lot throughout this podcast is in order to turn your life around and implement the strategies, you need to become self-aware of your patterns, your thoughts, your behaviors, and your beliefs in order to essentially change for the better. So I remember I had struggled with anxiety pretty much my whole life. I remember, well, not my whole life. Um, I think up in when I was about 12 onwards, um, that's when I really started to struggle with anxiety, but I never really knew what it was. Like I just remember overthinking literally everything and feeling shit all of the time, but not understanding why. Um, and I see psychologists. I'm not going to hide that. Um, I remember speaking to her one time and just telling her like everything that was going on. And she was like, you have anxiety, like that's anxiety. And I'm like, what? Um, (laughs) and I remember there was one time I was driving This was like when I was probably 18. So I always knew I had anxiety, but I never did anything about it. Like I just kept letting it grow and I kept identifying myself as being this anxious person. But yeah, I never, I always felt sorry for myself and never did anything about it. But I remember there was one time, I think, yeah, like I said, I was about 18 years old or maybe a bit older. I can't remember, but my mum was taking her car to get fixed. Um, not fixed but getting like a car service and obviously she needed to be picked up so I drove um, behind her so that once she dropped the car off I could then pick her up and I remember when she was in front of me driving I just had like all of these thoughts coming into my head and it was like you know your mum is gonna crash your mum's gonna crash and die she's gonna have a car accident you're never gonna see her again all of these thoughts And I remember just sitting there crying, like believing my thoughts and feeling so anxious, just literally overthinking the worst possible scenario. Like I couldn't even get into a car without thinking the worst possible scenario. And I remember sitting there and I pulled myself out of it and I was like, you, this is not okay. Like you need to do something. You can't keep leaving the house and thinking the worst of everything. Like I knew it wasn't healthy and that it wasn't normal, but I guess I never really knew what to do about it. And I still, you know, struggle with those type of thoughts, but I know how to deal with them now. So then it doesn't turn into like me avoiding certain situations or me reinforcing that behavior, I guess. So that's a little bit of a backstory. And if you can relate to something like that, you're not alone. I think it's important. Like I said, you need to become self-aware. So that was my self-awareness moment. Um, there's obviously different types of anxiety disorders. So the focus of today is going to be generalized anxiety disorder. So that's just pretty much known for a feeling of constant anxiety and worry about daily activities or events. Um, in order to be diagnosed with general anxiety disorder, you need to have or experience the symptoms over a course of six months for like pretty much every day. 
And most people that are diagnosed with um, generalized anxiety disorder often have co-occurring conditions such as OCD, PTSD, depression, depression and substance abuse. Um, you can obviously also have, well, there are also different types of anxiety disorders such as OCD, panic disorder, social anxiety, phobias, and PTSD. I think that's all of them. And anxiety in itself is when someone excessively worries over day-to-day events, to put it simple. For anyone, um, sorry, anyone that is experiencing feelings of anxiety, I just want you to know that it is a normal emotion and you are going to experience it at some stage of your life, whether that's starting a new job or if you have to make like a, a speech in front of people or whatever, the feelings that you, most people get before that kind of stuff is anxiety, but it's when you're in that constant state. And like I said before, I couldn't even get into the car without thinking the worst possible scenario that something bad was going to happen. And apart from me, like constantly, but I still do it. I like, I constantly pick up my fingers and like, I'll pick them until they, they bleed Sometimes it's anxiety related. Sometimes it's like I just need to always be doing something. Like I always need to be stimulated. That's a whole another topic in itself. But like you, unless I was doing that or I was avoiding events, you would never be able to look at me and go, she's anxious or she's having these feelings. I feel like I hit it quite well. Apart from like social anxiety, still struggle with that. I come, I can come across as very shy and you could, like almost rude because I get yeah really shy and anxious sometimes in new situations in group settings that's a work in progress as well but yeah anyone can struggle with this and you would never know so I've already been talking for 10 minutes this is the problem I only with the thing that I'm using it's called like buzz buzz something on the podcast thing, I'm only allowed two hours of recording every month for it to be free. Otherwise, I have to pay for it. I think I'm just going to have to bite the bullet and pay for it. But that's okay because I love this. So before I talk about some of the things that you can implement in order to conquer your anxiety, I think it's really important to become self-aware and understand why you may be experiencing anxiety. So... Before you do anything, I really recommend going and getting a blood test to make sure you have no nutrient deficiencies. Um, This is so underlooked as an issue for a lot of our problems in our bodies that can be so simply fixed. Um, I take magnesium for my stress response and my anxiety and I find that has helped me so much, like so much. Um, yeah, so go and get blood tests from your doctor, go and figure out if you've got any nutrient deficiencies and go from there because yeah, it could be the most simplest thing, like you're, um, deficient in a specific nutrient that's really important for like the role of stress or something or your fight or flight response, which is all connected to anxiety. You may have also had an early experience of trauma, um, that has led you to have an emo- uh, and an to have overwhelming emotions such as anxiety um, 
trauma can also create a dysregulated nervous system. It can also create being in a constant state or of fight or flight response. Um, you could have also been conditioned and observed certain anxiety related patterns from your parents. Um, so like I see this all the time, just like parents projecting their own fears onto their kids. Like when they leave the house, they get really like, Oh, don't like this could happen and this could happen, blah, blah, blah. And then those kids grow up to being really anxious. If you think this is you, don't go and roast your parents because they could have gone through something themselves that's led them to be an anxious person. Like it's just this huge big cycle. Don't have a go at them. They did the very best that they could at the time and with the resources that they were given. And I hope, well, I hope that they love you. I'm sure that they do, but just know that this is how I look at it. You can break that generational trauma and now you can put in the practices that you want to in order, if you want kids in the future, so then you aren't projecting those fears and those, and you won't condition your children as such to be anxious, if that makes sense. Um, early stresses or even life stresses can extend your levels of stress for a long period of time that can contribute to a nervous system dysregulation. So, you know, things could be going on at work or home or relationship that is constantly causing you to be stressed that then is then going to make you anxious. Um, you could also be on a type of medication that could be contributing to your anxiety. I know for me, I was on the pill for years and I came off that and that changed my mental health, um, tremendously. Um, you could genuinely not be looking after yourself. Like it's as simple as that. I know that sometimes this can be really hard, but you might not be getting enough sleep. You could be putting crap food into yourself all the time. You're not exercising. You're not getting enough sun. You're not drinking enough water. Just the most simplest things like sleep is so underlooked. If you're not getting, I think it's seven and a half hours of sleep every night, you're going to feel shit and you're going to be stressed. You might actually be reinforcing your behavior as well. So let's just say that you get anxious by going down to the shops and by constantly avoiding going down to the shops by tempor temporarily making your anxiety better, you're actually allowing yourself, well, allowing that anxiety to grow stronger, if that makes sense. So if you are someone that's kind of in that situation, like you have a fear of something, you don't know where it's come from, like going down to the shops or avoiding social situations, obviously I'm going to be talking about in a second things that you can implement in order to overcome your anxiety or things that you can implement so that you can stop reinforcing those behaviors. Genetically, you may be naturally an anxious person um, and that's okay. But just because it's in your genes, it doesn't mean it's going to be your destiny as well. Regardless, remember, it is something that you can work yourself out of. You can work through this and I might may have missed some in there as well. But I just yeah think it's really important to become self-aware and understand your root cause because 
you know, one of the question boxes that I put up on Instagram, someone was like the best medication for anxiety. It's like medication is good, but unless you're addressing the root cause, you're like, you may get a temp temporary fix, but unless you're addressing the root cause, nothing is going to get better. If that makes sense. So become self-aware, understand the root cause for me, this is getting deep. But I think like when I was talking to my psychologist, my anxiety stemmed from my mum had an accident when I was 10. She fell off a horse and became a paraplegic. And I saw that happen. I had to adjust to it as a child. You know, there were so many like factors that came into that accident that was, I guess, traumatizing for an 11 year old to go through. Um, and I think because of that, my psychologist says that my anxiety kind of stems from that, that like watching something terrible happen that no normal 10 or 11 year old should go through. I now think the worst in every scenario, if that makes sense. Um, but I'm on top of it now. It's all good. So these are the, some of the things that I have implemented that you can implement as well in order to help with your anxiety. Now, just know that I know there is everyone's different and what might work for me might not work for you, but don't have a closed mindset. This is, this podcast is all about an open mindset. Don't live in that ego closed mindset self. Okay. Okay. The physical symptoms. So like the kind of like panic attack, symptoms like the heart palpitations, the shaking, you know, you feel like you can't breathe, all of that stuff. My best advice for you and what has helped me is breathe. Now, when I say breathe, you need to use a physical strategy in order to calm down your physical symptoms. So when I say breathe, breathe through your diaphragm and not through your esophagus, because by doing this, by breathing through your esophagus, it's going to make you more anxious. So you might've heard if you're someone who has the physical symptoms of anxiety and someone's saying, no, but you just need to incorporate breathing practices. Like that's going to calm down your nervous system. And you're like, shut up. Like you don't understand when I'm in that situation and I can't breathe, put doing something like that actually makes me feel worse. That's because you're probably breathing through your esophagus rather than your diaphragm. So that is my best advice in that. And a breathing technique that you can use, that I use, is you inhale for four seconds, you hold your breath for four seconds, inhale for four seconds, and hold your breath for four seconds. And you can try the most simplest things as doing jumping jacks on the spot or moving your body, um, running on the spot, because this is going to increase your serotonin and dopamine, which will then bring down your cortisol levels. So... That's what I have really for physical symptoms. I personally, I've only ever really had a panic attack once. I do get the heart palpitations and stuff and I do use the breathing techniques um, in order to bring back my um, fight or flight response. So something that I advocate for and use almost daily to help with my anxiety or literally anything is journaling. Writing it down just prompts that ask yourself why and what the worst thing could happen is honestly the best. So if you've got a situation that's making you really anxious, 
I conscious journal, so whatever's in my mind, I put it down on my journal. It doesn't even make sense. I just get it out, let it leave the body so it doesn't store and then become a bigger problem. Like it's so beneficial. Yeah, ask yourself the questions. What's the worst thing that could happen? What's the best thing that can happen? Um, by writing it down and letting it leave your body, you're allowing it to not turn into a belief that will then turn into a consequence. Um, so yeah, like if you get invited somewhere, somewhere new, like a social setting, it's making you feel anxious. 99% of the time, you know, everything that you are thinking in terms of how bad something's going to be. Sorry, I just changed from sentence to sentence. It never happens. So another thing, if I'm catching myself sitting there and thinking something like I'm overthinking or becoming really anxious, I try to change my thoughts. So because once you understand that those situations The situations itself don't make you anxious. It's your thoughts about the situation. So let's just say you're someone who struggles with social anxiety. You get invited somewhere new. You start having the thoughts of, I don't want to go because, you know, what if no one talks to me? What if I say something stupid? All of those thoughts. If you catch yourself thinking like that, literally say to yourself or say to yourself out loud, like, no, I am going, I'm going to have a good time. Who cares if I mess something up? No one is going to remember it. I guarantee you someone else is going to mess their words up or whatever, you know, those bad thoughts are related to change your thoughts, reinforce them. It's trust me, it works. Meditation and breath work is something that I have implement implemented in my life to calm down my nervous system. I will go into the science of breath work in a little bit, but meditation, it's all about being mindful and the science behind being mindfulness is amazing, like to do with stress and anxiety and depression. Um, and if you're someone who struggles with meditation, um, know that no one is perfect at meditation. You don't meditate to be perfect at meditating. You, it's about practicing being present, which is going to allow your body to feel safe and calm and less anxious and less stressed. That's what it's all about. Okay. Um, another thing that I do is I don't have, well, I try not to have coffee within the first hour of my morning so it doesn't spike my cortisol levels because I'm not sure if many people know this, but in the morning, like when you first wake up, your cortisol levels are actually at its highest. So if you're someone who wakes up and naturally you feel more anxious in the morning, that's why your cortisol levels are higher in the morning. Um, I can't remember why, but if if you're drinking caffeine, that spikes cortisol levels, obviously it's just going to make you feel worse. So try and wait an hour so that you aren't making yourself more anxious and have a big glass of water first thing in the morning. Gut awareness is key. 90% of our serotonin is made in our gut. So if you're eating shit food or, you know, you your gut microbone, I think that's definitely not how you say it. 
is unhealthy. I remember like when I started getting into all of my gut care health and understanding how the brain and the gut are literally connected and that if I essentially had a bad gut, it was going to be affecting my anxiety. You know, like I went out and bought all the products like the prebiotics and the probiotics and um, stuff that like reset my gut lining and all that. And you can do that, but there's heaps of TikToks and stuff out there that show you how you can like reset it and look after your gut through diet. So if you aren't someone that can afford all the fancy products, and I definitely don't think you need them, like there's other ways to reset your gut. Definitely. Like there's so many resources on TikTok out there. Um, I also did acupuncture. Um, I'm not even sure how that works. Like I know they put needles into your different, cause I essentially went there to regulate my period. Um, and then obviously when we were talking, I said that, you know, I struggle with anxiety and stuff. And then she put them in, in my head. And yeah, I know that they spark different neural connections throughout the brain and body. Um, yeah, I can't really help. That's all I can. I probably should have researched it a bit more before I spoke about it. But I used to get it done for my period and my anxiety and it regulated my period and every time I got it done it literally it felt like it reset my whole nervous system and I was literally the calmest person for like a full week after I got it done I don't know another thing that I when I became really aware when even when like I went through like my depressive like period when I was like 14 I used to just like feel sorry for myself and this is when I had the shit mindset of like oh, you know, like, I'm such a depressed person, like, I would identify myself as being a depressed and anxious person, so when I shifted my mindset and the way that I used to talk to myself, so instead of being like, you know, oh, I'm such an anxious person, or I do that because of my anxiety, like, identifying myself as being this anxious person, I changed it to, or, you know, I feel, I feel really anxious, like change it to like, you feel anxious, not you are an anxious person. Little things like that really help because yeah, mindset is everything. And if you're telling your brain that you aren't an anxious person, it's going to register that and make new little connections and remember that. But whereas if you're constantly feeding your brain as I'm anxious, I'm anxious, I'm anxious, it's just going to keep growing and growing and growing, if that makes sense. Put it into the most simplest forms. (laughs) Another quick thing that you can do to like really ground yourself if you feel really anxious, um, you don't have your journal with you or whatever. I, Mel Robbins did this, I think this is where I stole it from, is you grab two of your hands, you place them on your heart, you do a couple of deep breaths in and out, and then you say, I am safe, I am loved, I am okay. I don't know if it's in that particular order. I change it every time I do it. I don't know if that matters. But yeah, it's a really nice grounding technique. It brings you back to the presence and it reminds you that, you know, you are saved. Nothing matters. It's okay. Like, yeah. This one is big. Diet. When I say diet, obviously the food that you put in your body is important. But when I say diet, it's not just When I'm referring to this, I'm not meaning it's not just what you eat, it's who you surround yourself with, it's what you watch, what you listen to, what you read, who you follow, 
like when I first went into this whole shift process, I remember like I unfollowed everyone toxic on social media, any pages that didn't align with me anymore. Um, like just the most stupidest things. Like I remember I used to be in this group called Melbourne Gal Pals. I don't know if it's gotten any better now, but it literally used to be the most toxic draining platform ever. And I, it was just little things like leaving those groups that just like, and following pages that were positive and inspiring that really helped me, I guess. Like you were going onto your feed to positive and uplifting posts and quotes rather than seeing some girl just bitch and complain. Like just negative energy just makes you feel worse. And like, how many times do you turn on the radio or the TV at night and it's the news and they're talking about negative things and all the bad things going on in the world? Like, obviously we need to be aware of what's going on in the world and help in the ways that we can, but the media blows things out of proportion and they're feeding you what they want you to be fed with, if that I didn't work that great. But when I stopped filling my body and my head up with toxic draining crap I felt so much better and I remember I read this quote who was it like leaving high school is a big one like I think there was a lot of reflection on like environment in terms of friends like you really need to surround yourself with people that align with you and uplift you and support you I remember yeah I read this quote once and it was like um, the psychologist was like maybe you don't have anxiety maybe you're just surrounded by the wrong people um and I feel like a lot of people can relate to that I was following all of these influences on my Instagram and like just comparing and seeing these influences go on holidays and promoting stuff like People promoting teeth whitening kits when they had fake teeth in. I can't remember what they're called, but like, shut up. Like, just, ugh. Yeah, I've unfollowed all of the influences on social media that I don't feel inspire me or promote like a positive energy out of me, if that makes sense. Because we say that social media is bad. Yes, I agree with that, but we can use it the right way, if that makes sense. Another thing I've like consciously started doing, like I'll admit, I used to edit my photos. I used to used to use a filter on my photos. I can't remember the last time I edited my photos on Instagram. Like that's not to say like I'll never put a filter on my photo again, but just the little things like that. Like let's slowly start making little changes like that to be better people and stop this toxic social media. Like, our kids are going to be looking back on our photo albums and look at the botched filters that we have on our faces and go, you know, like, they don't look like that. Like, why Why does mum and dad look like that? Yeah, I don't know. I think we all need to be making small changes. But anyway, that's a whole new topic in itself. I've gone completely off track here. So, the whole diet thing... Um, be around good people, follow inspiring social media content, 
you know, if you're going to be scrolling through TikTok on hours, let it be educational. Um, if you're going to be watching YouTube videos, learn something. If you're, you know, make better decisions for your diet and yeah, just diet is the most underrated thing ever. Another one, cold water. So having a cold shower or putting cold water on your face for 30 seconds or even getting in an ice bath, your heart rate slows down, the blood flow is redirected to the brain and the heart blood flow to your non-essential organs is reduced. And this response can actually help regulate our emotions and this strategy can be useful for distress tolerance strategy when you're having a strong emotion such as anxiety. And I do this not every day <laughs> as best as I can. Um, I have a co- it ha- the cold shower. If you're going to go for a cold shower, it has to be uncomfortably cold. And not only does it help with anxiety, but it is actually going to help with depression as well because, or feelings of sadness or lack of motivation. And it even helps immunity. So the science behind having a cold shower, put it in the most simplest forms is that by forcing yourself to do something you don't want to do because it's uncomfortable and cold, but you know it's beneficial. You're going to be releasing chemicals like dopamine and serotonin, which is your feel-good chemicals. So if you haven't tried a cold shower, like the whole cold shower thing, do it. Trust me. Um, you, If you just want to start off by putting your face in cold water for 30 seconds, like ice water. Try that because I do that sometimes as well and it's really good. I'm still yet to have a proper ice bath. I've been in like a ice... It was ice water, but it wasn't actually an ice bath. Another thing that you can do is like grounding techniques. So go and take off your shoes and be in nature. Go and put your feet in the grass um, go to the beach, like how many times, like, I feel like everyone can relate to this. You spending the day at the beach, how good do you feel afterwards? It's because it's an actual thing. Grounding scientifically improves our mood. It's a thing. Trust me. I'll get more into that in a different episode, but yeah, just by like going bare feet in the grass, doing some breathing techniques, that's really good. Another thing that I forgot to mention is that when I do my journaling, sometimes I'll put on frequency music. Um, I have a playlist on Spotify and it's called healing. Um, and I've just put like different frequency music stuff in there. So like some of them, there's one for energy cleanse, nervous system, acne healing tone, release stress and anxiety, remove negative energy, um, positive energy boost. Like there's heaps of them in there. And yeah, it just really, it makes me feel good and makes me feel calm. I remember when we got Winston when he was a puppy and he wouldn't sleep at night. Like he'd constantly cry because we tried to crate train him, but now he sleeps with us in our bed. <laughs> um, there was one night where I really tried to not have him in here. He just kept crying and crying and crying. And I was trying to sleep, so I was like, fuck it. I'm going to put on one of my frequency, like, calming music things. And I put it out there, and he literally went to sleep straight away. So 
something as simple as that might work for you. So give it a go. Now, I just want you to have some reflection after listening to all of that. You know, we have our natural physical needs. You need water, food, a roof over your head. You need clean air to breathe in. And if you didn't have access to all of those things, your life would go from one extreme to the next, right? So if you have natural physical needs that I guarantee you, if you're listening to this, then you do have access to those things. Why aren't you looking after your psychological needs as well, which are just as important? You need the right amount of sleep. You need to be practicing gratitude. You need to find a hobby that gives you purpose. You need to move your body daily. You need to do the things that are going to give you a purpose and a sense of belonging and things that are going to provoke feel-good chemicals in your body. And I get everything that I've just spoken about is probably overwhelming. Like maybe you don't know where to start or what one to give a go first. All I want you to take away from this is to actually... If you're not aware yet, become aware of your patterns, your thoughts and behaviors before you implement some of these things. And if you're someone who is already self-aware and you just need to know what to implement in your life in order to conquer your anxiety, pick one. Pick one of the things that has stood out to you the most or you feel like aligns with you. So if that's journaling, start journaling. You don't have to get up every day and journal and meditate and exercise and eat vegan and you know do everything that I've just spoken about in order to conquer your anxiety because we all know that's not going to happen when I started implementing these things I didn't implement all of them at the one time and I still don't implement all of them every day like sometimes I won't even do one of them like today the only thing I've done out of that list is have a cold shower like do the third So don't overwhelm yourself and just go and pick something that stood out to you and try and implement it into your life. So I'm wrapping it up. I did want to, I put out the question box about anxiety related questions on my Instagram. So I am going to quickly, I'm going to pick two. So someone asked medications for anxiety and natural ways to deal with anxiety obviously the things that I've talked about today are natural ways that you can implement in your life in order to help with your anxiety so if you need to go back to this and listen to it again and write it down um yeah like I said don't just listen to this and not do anything about it because you're not going to be like nothing's going to change if you don't implement strategies into your life in order to become a better person um I'm all for medications. Um, I can't recommend a medication, obviously, because, like, through my studies, we've touched on it, like, some of them, but I'm not studying medication and pharmacology. Like, I can't really, I can't give advice because everyone's different, but I know that there is a blood test that you can go and get And it's going to tell you everything that you're allergic to and the medications that are essentially not going to work for you. Um, Talk to your doctor or your psychologist about it. I can't remember the actual name of it. But if anything, if you're someone who is on medication or is trying medication or you're about to stop medication, 
I just want you to take one thing away from what I am saying. And that is remember that what one medication might work for someone, it might not work for you. And in order to see the actual effects of medication, sometimes it doesn't work until six weeks. And sometimes going on them, it's actually going to make you feel worse before you feel better. So if you've just started medication for anxiety and it's actually making you feel a lot anxious, just, I know it's hard, but just try to hold on and try and get past it and wait for that six weeks or whatever, how many weeks is recommended in order for the effects to start like working. Don't just come off them. Um, I know it's hard, but yeah, a lot of the time people will come off medication because they're like, oh, this doesn't work, but it's because you haven't actually given it the time to allow it to work, if that makes sense. Um, I'm all for medication, like I said, but I'm all also all for solving the problem. And for me, like the root cause as such. So for me, I went on antidepressants when I was younger um, for that temporarily, the temp temporarily fix um of sadness and loneliness and lack of motivation and the feelings that I was feeling associated with depression but never actually addressed the problem or the root cause so before medication if you're someone that wants to try medication or you're someone that you know it's like I need help I want help try to figure out the underlying problem or issue because anxiety and depression is a signal. It's a signal for telling you that something isn't right and you need to figure that out. How? Go back and listen to some of the things that I spoke about in the podcast of why you might be experiencing anxiety and go from there. Go and see a psychologist. Like someone a professional is going to be able to, because if it's something like, you know, trauma or you've got stresses in your life they're going to be able to work with you to implement things into your life in order to overcome that um another question was um this person is having trouble biting their lips what's like they're biting their lips when they're anxious and what's another way that you can essentially not do that um I do this with my fingers. I think it's really hard. I definitely would recommend do breath work and meditation and even journaling. So what are the thoughts that's coming up or the feelings when you are biting your lips? Write it down. Um, do the breath work. I used to have like one of those, um, it wasn't a fidget spinner. It was like one of those poppy things to like distract yourself rather than constantly like um, picking my fingers. Also, like a like a band on your hand, like you can flick it. Um, but yeah, I would highly suggest for you go and do breath work and meditation. There's an app actually. It's called Insight Timer, and it has like meditation and yoga and all of these other cool things on the app. It's free and like guided meditations. Like um, I've said like a lot in this episode. Once again, that will probably never change, but it's okay. Um, and, um, <laughs> go and download the app if you're someone that wants to get into meditation and all that stuff. Cause yeah, it is free and it's really helped me. And that is what I recommend the most for the lip biting or the, um, finger picking or whatever. So yeah, that is the end of today's episode, how to conquer anxiety. 
Um, if you're still here, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. If you feel like someone would benefit from listening to this episode, please share it to them or share it on your story. That's the only way it's going to be able to reach other people. If you can, please give me a little rating. Um, it should just be on the platform that you're listening to this from. Again, I'm really sorry about background noise, the sound of my voice, um, because I'm sick, the microphone quality, just everything. But yeah, thank you so much. I have, I hope you have a good day wherever you are or whatever you're doing. And remember, nothing changes if nothing changes.